Hi, this is Alex. You might know my mom, Heather, from Shine.fm. This is Shine.fm MomCast. Here's my mom. Thanks so much for tuning in to the MomCast today. Hi, I'm Heather Erb, your host, and I'm sitting down with Melissa Keeley. You are the development coordinator for Lansing Christian School. And I wanted to talk today about uh, you and I both are moms that are in the workforce. And uh, in a lot of ways, you have articulated some things to me that I have felt but never was able to actually articulate. So start kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and, and tell us about your, you know, your family and, and just kind of start it with your story. Yeah. So I'm a mom of three, as you said, um, a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. And I like to say that I'm not a young mom, but I am a mom of young kids. I like to always make that distinction because um, <laughs> I certainly don't feel young anymore. Um, but yeah, when we started having kids seven years ago, I owned and operated a photography business. I had studied it in school, and when we moved to the to the Lansing area, I started it full-time, and, and I loved it. I, I shot about 20-plus weddings a year and did portraits. And when we had kids, it, it in the beginning was, was really great because when you own your own business, you can kind of opt in. You can decide how much work you want. And so what I did was I, I scaled back the business, and, and it was – a season where I felt that um, I could be home with my daughter full-time during the day and then my husband would come home and we I would hand off the baby and he would take the night shift and one of us was kind of always with her and in the beginning it was kind of this like ideal of oh we've got this figured out but you know it was hard <laughs> yeah she was she was a tough kid anyway um, she had a lot of colic and mm. and you know we were we were hopeless as parents when we first started. I mean, we did not know what we were doing. And I think my husband's an academic. I think we, we kind of thought we could like outsmart this baby thing. And we were just like <laughs> crippled. Oh, no. And so it, it, it was really hard to do this, this, this kind of handing off thing. We didn't see a lot of each other. Um, I would kind of hole up in my office at night. Mm. And, you know, the thing about being a business owner is you don't just get to do the fun stuff. Right. And and that's kind of what I thought I could do is just opt into the fun stuff, which mm. is, you know, taking photos, processing photos, meeting with clients. But you have to network and you need mm. to invest in, you know, professional development, learning technology. You have to fix the printer when it could take a half a day and you think, I'm not making any money and I'm, right. I'm away from my kid and I have deadlines and now what am I going to do? Because there's nobody else. Right. So I slowly kind of started scaling that back um, because our family just wasn't working. And But it was, you know, I thought, I kind of looked around and I, I thought, well, what would happen if I wasn't working? And I thought, you know, when I started, you know, I had a, a, a strong artistic vision that I felt that there was a niche for mm. in wedding and, and portrait photography. Mm -hmm. But it kind of became a little bit more popular. Mm. It was a photojournalistic approach. And I looked around and I thought, I know all these wonderful photographers. Right. And I don't know that anybody's going to see a big hole in the market. I thought, well, the one beautiful thing about my industry is I felt like I could leave for a little bit. Mm. So I started pulling back and, and working a little less. But I still held on to the business because for me, it was a wonderful outlet. It was mm. a creative outlet. It was... I think for a long time it was an excuse to have time away. Right. And I think I found parenting 
of one very challenging. Mm. You know, they always say um, the hardest working parent is a parent of one <laughs> because you're just like all consumed, right? right it's like right. your whole world. Right. So for me, it's, it's hard to say I'm going to go to a store or I'm going mm. to go do this thing for me. I'm going to go grab, you know, some dinner with a friend. Like that's not really an option when you have a nine-month-old and right. you're not sleeping and you're both harried but saying – I'm going to go to my office because I have work to do hmm. was something that was, I think, acceptable. <laughs> and it's funny that you say yeah. that that way, right? Yeah, that was acceptable. That was acceptable. And I think for me, it was my outlet. So mm. that was kind of my self-care was, was, you know, my vocation and my avocation were kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, my hobby was my job. And, right. and I took it very seriously. I don't say that to dilute what I was doing. No, right. But to say, like, that was a way I got time. And and as we had my second child, I I kind of reduced that time even more, mm. you know, and I scaled back the business even more. And so um, by the time Gus, our five-year-old, was born, um, I was kind of probably working about 15 hours a week, mm. nights and weekends, mm-hmm. and then home with the two kids. Yeah. And that was hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, it was it was hard. And, um, you know, I, I had a lot of anxiety as a mom. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that after kind of thinking about it a lot, I, and I see this in, in a lot of my girlfriends, and we would talk about it, which is, you know, when you, when you go to school and, you know, I was, I was a little bit of an overachiever. I was, you know, I, I worked really hard. I, I, I really like that external validation. Mm-hmm. Right. Kids are never going to give you validation. <laughs> they don't, ever. Trust me, I still have, I have teenagers. They do not <laughs> give you validation at all. Ever, ever. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and it's the long game, right? Right, that's it's, right. And that's killer. I mean, I remember I, I used to tell friends, you know, I love babies, but it's not my favorite stage. Yeah. Because they're, they're so globby and you you pour in and you globby. pour in and you pour in word. and the stuff that comes out isn't like words and encouragement it's things to clean up and more things to pour right. in and it's <laughs> it's rough and mm-hmm. and I my favorite stage is when they can start to talk is then I feel like that's the first fruit you get to see their little yeah, personality mm-hmm. like really strong but you're you're really working to you're working yourself out of a job right you yeah. want to create strong independent adults who love God who love other people who Mm -hmm. he can love themselves and and see their own worth and you know when you're standing in the middle of mire and your kid has just chucked a gallon of milk on the floor and you see all these people staring at you you're just like I'm failing yeah I'm failing Mm -hmm. and it's humbling and you think Oh, this is one of these anecdotes I'll tell when they're, you know, an adult. At, you know, <laughs> Wish I didn't have get to live together. it right yeah. now, though. Yeah, yeah, when they have kids, and I'll say, well, there was this one time. <laughs> right. But the problem is it's every day, right? It's, there's, no, there's no, like, breathing room. And we were foolish and thought, like, let's have more. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I still remember um, when we got pregnant with our third that – um, I was a little afraid to tell people because mm. I thought like people would be like, oh, who do they think they are that they can handle another one? <laughs> because we did not. I thought people think we're a hot mess. They're, they're secretly thinking like, oh, they don't have control over right, their right. situation. 
why are we expanding it? And and it was it you know it, it's it's folly, right? And my but my husband is is much more patient than I am actually mm. with the kids. And he used to say to me like, "If we're not gonna have more kids, what else are we gonna do?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't, I don't." <laughs> I don't that's know funny. that that's like an either or option. I mean, we could we could go places. Right. We could eat a meal. Like right, we right. could sleep eight hours. Right. Like there were lots of things we could that's do right. other than have more children. Right. But I think we both felt like this was kind of a season and we should embrace it. And, and we thought three seemed like the right number for our family. And I think everybody kind of has a feeling, right, of what yeah. Yeah. is the right number. So... Um, but before we decided on three, you know, I was, I was worried because I, I was the one who was struggling mm. at home, and my business had been willing down further and further, and I, we were kind of at a critical point with the business where I said, you know, I've been skating a little bit mm. on what I built, and the reputation and and kind of. The legwork and the infrastructure of the business was in place, but it was like I either needed to like be all in and and put time in that maybe wasn't going to to pay back immediately and reinvest, or I needed to kind of really scale back and say this is this is going to be a hobby. Like I'll I'll mm-hmm. do portraits, but not weddings. You know, right. kind of rethink it. And when we started to talk about a third kid, I thought like. I just, I just don't know that I can do it anymore. Mm. And, you know, for me, that balance was always important, but the balance was no longer there. And especially after we had our, our middle child, we had, we had like some rough years. I mm. always, I found going from one kid to two, two kids really tough. Yeah. It was, it was hard. And we had seasons where we weren't sleeping and, we were, I felt like we were taking down to our knees a bit mm. where, you know, and I remember laying in bed on Sunday night and thinking, okay, my husband's going to go to work in the morning and what am I going to do with these kids? Mm. You know, I hadn't planned play dates because, you know, when you're, when you're kind of in your own head and you're feeling anxious and maybe a little depressed and for me, it's more anxiety. I think it, it, it was hard to pick up the phone and you know, I kept meeting these wonderful moms, but a lot of them had their kids signed up in a lot of classes, and they mm. were kind of go, 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 and, and it'd be like, well, my kid naps at this time, and your kid has class at this time, and I never really found a, a consistent schedule of play dates. Mm. You know, I had a, a mom group that was supportive, and, and I had a mom's group out at my church that I found really wonderful, but, you know, I'd still go home, and right. I felt really alone, yeah. and, you know... I kept trying to, I think, overparent my little kids because mm. I thought, you know, how do how do I do this right? Hmm. And particularly my daughter, who's the first one, she was the only one. I think she got way more attention than than she probably needed because I thought, well, this is my job. Right. You know, I need to plan activities, and you know, I found this thing on Pinterest, and you know, I even went through a phase where I thought I'm going to pick a letter of the week, and we're going to do all activities for that letter because oh. you know it sounds really great, but it's <laughs> it was a lot, and the it, execution of it probably was a it, lot of work. Right? And really, it was for my benefit, not her. At the mm. time, I thought, it, like, oh, look at this thing I'm doing, but it was really to to give me structure, mm. and because I I felt like I needed targets, I mm. needed. Because, you know, 
again, I'm not, I'm not getting those things from her, the things I'm working towards. I'm not going right. to see if they pay off for years and years. Right. So I needed goals. And so I, I tried to create structure, but it was like I'd lay in bed Sunday night and think, oh, goodness. So I didn't, I didn't check Pinterest, and uh, I, I don't know. We're going to wake up, and we're going to stare at each other. <laughs> and then they're going to do something naughty, and I'm going to yell, and then I'm going to feel mm. terrible. Mm. And then I'm going to stew about it because I don't have anybody else to talk about, and it's all going to be in my head. Mm. And it's going to turn from something little to something big. And by the time, you know, I get the call from my husband that says, hey, I'm going to be 15 minutes late from coming home, I'm going to be crying because right. I'm going to say, no, we've all been staring at the clock for an hour and a half already, knowing that you come home at five o'clock. You can't come home 15 minutes late. Right. What am I going to do for that what extra am 15 I gonna minutes? Do? Like that is the straw, right? And it's going to break and I'm going to lose right. my mind. And like, yeah, like the kids right. will be waiting for you on the front step. I'll be in bed. Like, right. That's right. <laughs> It'll survive. It'll be okay. It, it was, you know, it was, it was a struggle. And I, I started to see that I was putting a lot of my value in my kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think it was during my mom's group at, at church that I, we kind of started to talk about this, which is, you know, when you, when you identify your job as raising your kids, which I don't, I don't think is bad, mm-hmm. but it's easy to then look for ways to validate yourself. And it's easy to say, well, I'm going to find my own value in how well my children are behaving or if I'm raising these lovely little kids who are (laughs) precocious yet well-behaved. Right, right, yeah, (laughs) right. That beautiful mix you always see on TV. (laughs) Yeah. And I realized that, you know, I I couldn't measure my own value in my kids' successes or failures. Mm. And actually it hit me because an older mom said to me, you know, you, you can't look at somebody who has achieved success and then say, it's because they're mom. You know, mm. like, you know, they have to own their successes. You have to allow them to do that. But then you also need to give yourself the break that says, you know, they're going to make bad choices too. Right, right. And you can't own that. Right. That's not necessarily a reflection exactly. on you as a mom. So, exactly. So you kind of in your own mind made a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were at a point where you had scaled back your business to mm-hmm. the point where it wasn't. But you knew you wanted to have a third child. Mm-hmm. So you you made a decision to change things for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think already I had, I had kind of made the decision that I needed to consider looking for a job outside the house. Mm. And my husband was was really encouraging. He kept saying, you know, I know you love owning your own business, but your interaction is only with clients. And he said, I think you need coworkers. Mm. You need somebody like to talk to in the morning that that isn't me and it isn't only about the kids and it isn't about what he's doing at work, that it's, you know, a whole nother world that I can I can right. be myself in. How great that he recognized that. Yeah. You know, I think talking about that is probably a whole other podcast. So we'll oh, yeah. Stay on this. yeah. Well, there, there's a whole other podcast about where do you go from the logistics of I support you to I'm going to do the work to support that's you. Right. I mean, there's, there's a whole yeah, other conversation. Whole, I was say, there. That's a whole other yeah. podcast. But how great that he yeah. was so supportive of yeah. you figuring that out and not necessarily going, well, what is it going to look like for me yeah. if she does this? Yeah. But saying, no, I think this is something that, and being able to recognize that with you is a really positive thing. Yeah. And they, like like we said, there's a lot of depth to that, that, you know, we could talk about, um, 
you know, how moms bear emotional weight, the emotional responsibility. And there's a whole lot to uh, to getting from point A to point B. Right. But kind of while we were having the conversation, the pushback I was always giving, which is before I opened my photography business, I got a master's degree in an essentially nonprofit management in the mm. art sector. Oh, okay. And I did development for an art museum. And I loved it. And I always knew I wanted to go back to it. But a lot of development jobs are a lot of hours because you put in your daytime hours and then you go to events. Right. And you have to network and you have to go to parties, which is kind of why the job is fun. But (laughs) that's the fun part, right? But I don't really have a party lifestyle with three kids. (laughs) It's not really conducive to that. Right, right. So I kept pushing back and saying, you know, I want to work, but I don't want to work 50 hours a week. And I don't want to have to, you know, I scaled back the photography business because I was... I didn't want to have to be gone in the evenings anymore because that's when my kids were home right. or the weekends. And I I feel like God has always been really clear with my job. Mm-hmm. And and I I should say, I don't think that God has always been clear in all parts of my life. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you're always trying to look for, for what God is answering your prayer, how he's answering your prayers. But I think with my career, it's always been really obvious. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And right as we were kind of, processing what this would mean as a family um the head of school at lansing christian school wendy hoffman who i had um served on committees with at our church Mm. she said you know why don't you come to school my daughter had already attended preschool here Uh she said why don't you come into school and we'll talk about development Hmm. and she is so smart because i think if she had said why don't you come in and interview for this job i probably would have said no yeah and she said you know Come in, we'll talk about it. And I'll tell you what we've kind of been doing. And, you know, I, I kind of just want your input. And then she said, why don't we come back next week and talk some more? Hmm. And by the third meeting, I said, I'm pretty sure this is a job interview. <laughs> so I put on, like, real, like, grown-up clothes. Right. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I feel like this is the door God is opening for me. Hmm. And because it was development. Mm-hmm. It was development for an organization I'm passionate about because mm-hmm. my my daughter went here. I love the school. Right. I felt like with development, I always feel like people say, oh, I could never ask people for money. And but when you're excited about something, it's it's not right. Yeah, it's not it's not that hard because you're everybody's excited about it and people are, are excited to support it. So I thought, OK, well, this is something I could fundraise for. Mm-hmm. And. They were so accommodating to kind of where I was at, mm. which was that, you know, I don't, I can't do parties well. Development for a Christian school, you know, it's about engaging the community. And right. I was engaging the community as a parent. So it was, mm. it was this such a nice fit mm. that I felt like God was not only opening the door, but like giving me a swift kick through it. <laughs> because it was like, wait, I'm going to take... But there was one more hurdle, which was we were thinking about this third kid. Right. And I remember at the last interview where it was clear it was an interview and we started to talk specifics about Mm. a job. I said, I said, I got to tell you, we want to have another kid like like soon, like in the next year. And and I felt free to say, you know, part of me wanting to have a third kid is is I don't think I can be home with that kid. I want to work. For us to be able to have a bigger family, I think I need another outlet, mm. something where I find value. Because I don't, I said, I don't think I have another season full time at home with another little one. I, I just didn't think I could, 
emotionally like be in a really healthy place and do that for right. for the third child. I said, but that balance of of having some outlet away from the home, mm-hmm. and then being able to go to work. I said, I, th- I that sounds amazing. And you know, with our first, it took us quite a while to get pregnant. Between that last interview and when I accepted the job, I was pregnant. So it was like <laughs> it was you know it kind of it, right. it feels you know. Um, what what was in the plans all along mm-hmm. and everyone was so gracious I think that that's a really big perk of working at a school is you work with a lot of parents mm-hmm. and people who love children right and so I think that schools have found at least Lansing Christian School has found a healthy balance of supporting parents mm-hmm. but also supporting a professional work environment where you know it's not chaos but we can support one another and know that you know we we value our families and mm-hmm. can bend and and support each other in that and that was really great and and my son came at a really convenient time in the fundraising calendar which <laughs> is always helpful that, right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but it's it's for me it's it's really been a little bit of a new world to be able to balance work and work outside the home not just what I you know like to call my side hustle I mean it was more it wasn't no, real right, business right. but it started to feel that way like this little thing I had on the side mm-hmm. it, and now it feels like okay I can identify and I can and work towards something I'm passionate about and then I can be mommy mm-hmm. and I don't have to find my value in my kids and I can have a little bit of a bigger view on the the whole thing right and that's not to say it's all Pollyanna I mean it's hard to do both mm-hmm. but I would say I I don't go to bed and dread the next day anymore hmm. even yeah. and I, I'll go to bed and say oh it's a day I get to be home with my little one mm. and that's fun what are we going to do right oh we're going to go grocery instead shopping of, <laughs> right instead of the dreaded yeah. yeah so I stayed home for most of my kids young years I was home pretty much other than one night a week and the way that we kind of I mean, and I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with depression as well. We don't know for sure if it was um, all contributed to my drive for wanting something more. But you articulated something that I've never really heard a mom or another woman articulate, which is you knew that you needed something else. And I I think that I never let myself go there because it felt like God – and we knew a lot, I think the other part that played into this is we knew a lot of people when we were having kids that struggled with infertility. Mm. Um, we did not. Um, that's why we had three kids in three years because we kept thinking, well, you know, we will have trouble this next time. No, we did not. Um, but we had those three kids and then I felt like, well, God has placed these kids in my care. I couldn't imagine someone else, quote unquote, raising them. But looking back on those years, I really needed something more. And I don't think that's the case for everybody, but I think that that was the case for me. And obviously, I think it sounds like that was the case for you. What I think is really cool is that you realized that before the third. And you were like, I don't know that I can do this again. I want to do this. I think that we need to have another kid, but I don't know that I can do this. And I think that that is what is really great about your story is that God was able to give that to you and even though like you said it's not all candies and roses but that you know that that's what you needed in order for you to be a healthy mom like I feel like there was a lot of times when my kids were little because I didn't go back to work really part-time until um Atticus was five um I did a little bit of part-time here and there but didn't do anything real totally consistent 
And I, when I finally got back, and I worked in the schools. I mean, I took a job as a library secretary in the schools. Um, I felt so much better about being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I could mm-hmm. give so much more. And I think there's a lot of moms who are wired to be home. Mm-hmm. And God bless you. that, that you yeah. know. But I do also then believe, and I wish I could have seen this back then, God created me a certain way. And he then gave me three kids who I want to be, that he created, I'm their mom. I'm created to be their mom. And so, you know, I don't know that you'll ever look back at your third, and I don't know you can answer this question, and say, boy, I wish I would have been able to spend more time with him. I think you probably would say, and you can say yes or no to this, I'm glad we did what we did because it actually made mm-hmm. me a better mom. Would you say that that was the case? Yeah, and and I think about this a lot because there's always the tension, right? Yeah. And when you have kids, I think you do it because you want to be able to bring people into the world that share your value set and that you want to be good people and you want to be able to mold them to, you know, be of service to others, to love God. You know, you have certain beliefs and and things that you're passionate about and to not be with them all the time, Mm -hmm. it feels... It's hard. It, if what you're doing is so valuable and having kids, why would you step away from that? Right. So there's always that tension of if that's the most important work, what am I doing outside the, the house that is more important, that's more pressing? Right. Is it just about the money? Mm. Is it? Is it? And it took me a long time to be, because you always think, well, I could budget a little differently or I could do this. Like, what should be the priority? And especially, I think, when you work part-time, you know, after you pay for childcare, you're not necessarily making a lot of money. Right. And so that was part of the discussion, too, which is, you know, short-term, why my my youngest is really little, mm-hmm. you know, this this isn't about bringing home a super huge income. It's, it's about building a lifestyle that, is best for our family which is happy mom but it's also about realizing that when I was ready to go back to work I wasn't going to be in a position to have a job Mm. that was fulfilling and that used my skill set when I had stepped away for the period I had so it was also a little bit of okay this also feels like the time you know I had Mm. seen a lot of my peers who hadn't stepped away that for a long time I thought, oh, it's a season, I'll, I'll be away and I'll come back in. And then I realized that they were all, you know, in jobs that I would not be able to have. Hmm. And I don't want to, it wasn't just about, you know, prestige or, or, or the level of job, but realizing that if I wanted to use the degree I had in the in the training I had, that there was a little bit of a clock that, you know, I'd have to be back in it or else I'd have to go back to school mm-hmm. or else... You know, I think there is still a lot of stigma that time away from work isn't valuable. Right, yeah, I agree. From an employment standpoint. And mm-hmm. I think, again, one nice thing about a school is I think that schools value that because it's, you know, it's they're in the business of, of raising kids mm-hmm. with, along with parents. But that, that was a challenge for us as well. Like, how, how do you look at that? And how do you, how do you gauge the value of being outside the home. Is it monetary? Is it emotional? Is it long-term goals for career? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think for us it was, I still feel guilt about it at times, Mm. you know, but it's, 
it's been a good choice and, and I I should say our I think when your your kids grow up when you're when your kids are little and you're having multiple kids close together it feels like this giant bubble and then you kind of get out of a phase and then you have another kid and you're still you know right two of my kids are now in school full-time and when I get home from work my littlest one doesn't want to sit on the floor and play with me he wants to play with his brothers and sister <laughs> right and so it's also a little bit of a different world too that going back to work has meant a huge shift in our family altogether because my kids have shifted to it and you know so there are some nights that I I think like you know am I going to regret not spending more time with my littlest one because I feel like I don't know him as well as I knew my oldest Hmm. because we were attached at the hip and he's attached to his siblings yeah but you know I also think at the end of the day my mental health was really important right and I think that modeling that is really important Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll probably be in therapy till I die talking about my regrets. But, you know, when I wake up in the morning and get to do a job I love, I don't regret it. And when I get to come home and be with kids and have fun with them and be happy with them and not anxious, Mm -hmm. I'm really glad I made the decision I did. And I think, to be honest, if I look back on those years where I was home, what I regret is how unhappy I was. Mm-hmm. that's what I regret and so I think I hate to say this but whatever decision you make there's always a balance and there you're always going to have regrets I think you know now do I regret that time no absolutely not do I regret that I didn't try to do more to take care of me yes and so I mean and there were things we did try to do um, like I would go out one night a week and grocery shop by myself because there was no way I was taking three kids you know under the age of four out you know in to you know the grocery store um, so we did set some of those things in place but for the most part I felt very unfulfilled um, because I think I always had that long-range mindset of I can't you know I, I can't, and I was also the schedule queen so we had a schedule all the time and I think that helped me as well mm-hmm. so and I was not the Pinterest mom but I did do you know we but we had a routine and the kids followed the routine and um, but I regret probably just how unhappy I was and not being able to communicate that in a healthy way to my husband or to other people around me. I was very ashamed. Mm. I was very ashamed that I struggled with depression, very ashamed that I couldn't do it, that I couldn't do it the way that I thought it should be done because it wasn't, it it was hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we look at each other as moms and we think, oh, you know, and I just had someone say this to me the other day, you just always look like a rock. You're always have it all together. And I'm Mm. like, no, actually I don't. And I think during those years, my house, when people would come over, had to be perfect. The kids had Mm -hmm. to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I was very strict with them on things. And now that we've gotten to the point where they're teenagers, we've had to let, I have had to let go of some of that. Not because they're teenagers, but because I'm like, this really isn't that important. Yeah. Like people are going to come into my house. They're not here and it's, you know, not perfect. I'm not a great housekeeper. It is not a priority to me, to be honest with you. I'd rather spend time with people or serve the community. That's just where my heart is. But I think that I felt a lot of like, why can't I do this? I see mm-hmm. all these other moms doing mm-hmm. this. And so I would get calls to do play dates or to do things and I wouldn't return phone calls because mm. I wouldn't be okay. Like I wasn't in the right healthy mindset. And then that translated to 
not being a healthy way with my kids. Yeah. And those are the regrets yeah. that I have. But I will say that now that I do work part-time and I do have a balance, I do feel a lot happier. And when my kids are home, just kind of like what you said, I try to be fully engaged with them if I can because I know mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. the time that I have with them. And if I can go on a field trip or I can go on something like that, I do make that a priority with my job. So I just appreciate the fact that you – and I think that that will be a lot of uh, very helpful to hear from other women's perspective that you were able to come to that conclusion on your own and that that was what was best for your family. And you and I talked off mic that that's not what is best for every family. No. And I don't know that I no. could have actually done that, to be honest with you, during those years. But I think that if you are struggling as a mom and you're feeling like, why isn't this working for me? You might want to talk to a friend or a spouse and say, mm-hmm. what what's going on? Because it could be, and, and I just find it fascinating that you and I both struggled with this, it could be that maybe you need something outside that home. So I really yeah. appreciate you sharing your story with us. and Thank pre- you for asking me. Appreciate your honesty. So thanks so much for joining us on the Mobcast today. Thank you.